Welcome back to Sports Headlines, the most authentic freaking place in sports. If you guys are new to the channel, I'm Sean. I am Warner Sinker, and we have a special, special guest on today. Oh, oh I thought you were going to keep, yep, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to get ready for the for the clapping. Oh, oh you want me to do it? Oh, all right. Our next guest, it covers the NFL draft and much more for Pro Football Network. They also probably have one of the best, if not the best, draft uh, system or whatever their mock draft system. Go check that out, profootballnetwork.com slash mock draft. Anyway, Nick Farbaugh, did I get that right? Yeah, Farbaugh. <clears throat> yeah. All right, welcome to the we show. Need to, we need to get better at the clapping thing, man. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> it, it helps. Like, Pat McAfee has, like, 17 guys to to clap for him. He has the production stand the back to clap. I mean, more, like, more people would help, too, yeah. More people would help. Um, then really quickly, let's get started with uh, some Carson Wentz trade news. He's got traded yesterday to the Colts for second round pick this or no third round pick, third this, round pick this year and a conditional second. If he plays seventy five percent of the snaps next year, it becomes the first. We just gave our thoughts on it in a real quick live stream. Nick, before we hop into this mock draft, what's your initial thoughts about the trade? First of all, I think the Eagles are screwed. Not because they trade Wentz, because that cap situation is just abysmal like pat not just past Wentz who obviously had like a 33 million dollar cap hit the guy also they have Alshon Jeffrey they have Brandon Graham they have Zach Ertz all these guys have like massive contracts and they're old and they're not going to be there when the rebuild's done right so they're kind of screwed for the next two or so years for the Colts I don't know if this is the move they needed to make they definitely needed a quarterback I don't know if Wentz is the guy but if you're Carson Wentz couldn't have had a better landing spot with the guy you had the most success with in Frank Reich. But again, is Carson Wentz the guy to elevate a very good roster in Indianapolis to a Super Bowl? I don't know. Um, so uh, from a little bit, I think the Eagles made out well with it. It gives them a nice position if they want to, to go up and get a quarterback, if they want one this year or accumulate a lot of draft capital and start that rebuild and accelerate it. Because I do think that for that second-round pick's probably going to become a first-round pick if Wentz plays any bit decently. Yeah, um, I think it was a great trade for the Colts just because they're only paying his salary year-to-year, so they're not, um, you know, they're not dealing with the signing bonus um, for him. And then also, um, they, they, they're one of the most solid organizations and best teams roster to roster or, you know, one through 53 on their roster. So you couldn't, if you're Carson Wentz, you couldn't ask for a better spot. You're back with your old play caller offensive coordinator. You've got a really good roster with a really nice line. Uh, we'll see if they address Costanza's retirement in your mock draft. Um, now we're going to do here in a second, but they've got a really good line. They've got good playmakers and then the defense is out of the ball. I think they have an elite defense, uh, but certainly it's very, very good. So um, I, I think you couldn't ask for a better spot if you're Wentz. And then, I mean, what a what a great job by Chris Ballard um, on the negotiations. Um, just just phenomenal. Only having to give up a third, and then the conditional pick too is what got me. I think that put the Eagles over the top because you know it's great if you can say, listen, if he plays well for us, you'll get a better draft pick. If he does not, though, then you you're, you got a second-round pick. So I think that's really what put it over the top um, for for the Eagles, and and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna work out for both teams. Um, but the Eagles certainly were on the the lower end of the trade. Oh yeah, for sure. 
uh, Chris Ballard. I, I don't know if you mentioned this prior to uh, just now, but prior to us, uh, for some of our trade, he, he was going through his, some of his trades. He was like, huh, okay. Oh, crap. Quinn Nelson uh, and the Colts, they trade down to take him. Ballard got what for his number six? He got three second-round picks and, and and then the sixth pick for to, for the Jets to trade up for Sam Darnold. That's ridiculous. That's amazing. Chris Ballard uh, is a genius. All right. Now let's get to the moment you've all been waiting for. Um, this is the second real, like the first two mock drafts we did. We call it, we call this one 4.0, but the first two were kind of like for fun. We didn't really evaluate, we hadn't evaluated the players yet during the regular season. But this is the second serious one, or just 4.0, featuring Nick Barbos. So I'm going to start off first. I'm going to go to Nick and end off the corner. So the number one overall pick in the draft um, is obviously for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going to take any school uh, to, re, to revamp with Gardner Minshew. I think he deserves to be a starter. So any uh, school to the Jag. I'm joking. I got you. Yes, I did. Anyway, Trevor Lawrence to the Jags. This is – come on. Why are we talking about this? I mean, yeah, it's it's Trevor Lawrence. Like, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I know there's been smoke around him, you know, not being QB1. That's just smoke from teams that don't have the first overall pick, trust me. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is about as sure of a thing as you can get in a quarterback prospect. And they were there. Urban Meyer was there to see him live at his pro day. It's going to – it's happening. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Yeah. <clears throat> Number one overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, Clemson quarterback. Yeah. All right. So last time for me, we're at the number two pick now. Last time for me, I had the Jets trading for Deshaun Watson. So Texas had the pick this time around, doing something a little bit different. This time, I'm going to have the uh, Jets in a scenario where they say, you know what? We're going to roll the dice with Sam Darnold in a new system, the most friendliest quarterback system you can have the Kyle Shanahan offense so they're going to keep Darnold and with the QB Darnold I think they, I think this is a perfect trade down spot for them and there's a team that's sitting a little bit lower in the top 10 that has been really aggressive uh at wanting a quarterback and that team is the Carolina Panthers so in this alternate reality where uh the Jets keep Darnold I have the Panthers trading up so obviously the Panthers will get picked two and they'll give up uh, pick 38 – no, pick eight, my bad. Pick number eight in the first round and pick 39, a second, the second round pick for this year, and uh, they're 2022, so next year's second and next year's fourth, and the Panthers will take Zach Wilson. In my eyes, he's quarterback two in this draft class. Okay, so I – went a little bit of the safer route. Um, I think they are going to roll the dice on a new quarterback. I think they're going to draft one. I think it's Zach Wilson here for the Jets, um, for me personally. Uh, I do think on most teams' boards, he is the quarterback, too. Uh, he he's just makes effort, effort, effortless excuse me, effortless throws outside of structure. It's, it's really silly how he makes some of these tight window throws, elite ball placement. Uh, the Jets just you – could, you could see them staying with Darnold. Uh, Joe Douglas clearly likes him, but Zach Wilson is a pretty unique talent there, and his ceiling is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So you roll the dice on Zach Wilson. I think the Jets hit the restart button. Yeah, um, I got Zach Wilson to the Jets as well. I think we, we've seen quarterbacks with this skill set 
exceed ex so well in this system. Um, specifically, a guy in Aaron Rodgers and another LaFleur up in Green Bay. Um, very, I think Zach Wilson could evolve into probably an Aaron Rodgers minus because you never want to say a guy's going to be Aaron, the next Aaron Rodgers, the next Patrick Mahomes, the next Tom Brady. But um, I think he's got a similar skill set. And um, boy, oh boy, if, if he goes to the Jets and, and the floor is getting in his bag, then watch out in the AFC East. Yeah. All right. So the third pick for me, uh, the, the Miami Dolphins are selecting. They're obviously rolling back with two of last mock draft. I think I'm taking Chase at three. And this time around, I'm going to go. Penny Sewell. I think there's only two options for the Dolphins here um, at three, and it really helps that they have the 18th pick. It makes things so much easier for them because your two biggest needs in helping uh, Tua is offensive lineman and wide receiver. You go one here, you go get another one at 18, presumably, or if, like, for example, my last one, you go get Chase at three, you get a tackle at 18, whether it's Samuel Cosme or uh, Darisol, if he's there, or one of those other guys at 18. So this time around, we go Penny Sewell, the best, might be the best player in the, in the whole daggone draft. You go get him, protect, and your whole offensive line becomes better instantly. So Penny Sewell to the Dolphins, give Tool some help. All right, so I'm going to do a trade up here, actually. Okay. Um, the Dolphins trade back with the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles will trade their first this year, their first next year, and some more draft capital around that. They come up, get Justin Fields from Ohio State. I really think they are – I really, really think that they are they are gearing up for a move for a quarterback. No uh, faith in Jalen Hurts. I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. Like, I like him as a, as a guy. I think he can be a solid quarterback, but I don't think he showed enough if you're Howie Roseman to be comfortable moving him in the future, especially when this is such a natural trade down spot for the Dolphins straight up. Like you can move down from three to six. And if you don't want someone like a Sewell, you can probably get your guy there. And I'll talk about that later. Cause I do think that they are circled in on one specific guy and they will be able to get him at six, but they accumulate more draft capital. Another first next year makes all the sense in the world. And the Eagles get their quarterback of the future in Justin Fields, who is my personal quarterback too, in this draft. Okay. Um, I have a similar trade-up, um, except I have the Panthers trading up over the Falcons to steal a quarterback. Justin Fields is going to go number three overall. Um, the Panthers had to give up a boatload of picks. They had to give up their first this year, second this year, first next year, second next year. Um, but it will all be worth it because of uh, – let me make sure I got the right Joe now. Joe Brady um, and Justin Fields teaming up with DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, um, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, a really good um, offensive lineup there. And then the defense, the, the, the youth on it, the speed, uh, if, if things all come together, man, we're, we're going to have a crazy, crazy NFC South. Oh, uh, yeah, that was muted by accident. But, yeah, um, for me, number four, it's time for the Atlanta Falcons to pick. Um, and this is one of the other, like, as we get, like, closer, closer to draft time, there's just some picks, in my opinion, that just make so much sense. This is one of them. Justin Fields to the um, Atlanta Falcons here. Uh, hometown kid. You put him in a Shanahan offense, which is, again, is the most quarterback-friendly offense. 
in the daggone NFL. He's running around weapons and Julio. He won't play year one. That's fine. But and one of the things that he kind of is not one of his strong suits is he'll kind of he's had in Ohio State, which is why the quarterbacks of Ohio State typically don't come out and perform well, because it's kind of a one-read gimmicky offense. What he'll do in this offense and learning from Matt Ryan, who say what you want about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's one of the better quarterbacks at going through his reads. Okay, read one, Julio's not there. All right, Calvin Ridley, all right, he's not there. Granted, the throws might be crazy, but he's going to go through his progressions, which is something I think Justin Fields could really gain from and, and learn from. And I think this would be the perfect landing spot for J- for Justin Hurts. And also, he does have to start day one, which is another big thing. Yeah, I love that fit um, in Atlanta with uh, Fields for sure. I'm going to go a different route. Um, so now you have the top three quarterbacks off the board. If you're Atlanta, you don't need a quarterback this year. Matt Ryan is still more than satisfactory. Let's just surround the guy with more talent. How about we take Penne Sewell and get a great, great tackle there on that offensive line? Now, offensive line doesn't strike you as a massive need for the Atlanta Falcons, but there's really no defensive player worth it at four. You don't need a receiver all that bad. Why not take the best tackle, maybe the best player, period, in the draft to protect Matt Ryan and your future franchise quarterback should you want to move on from Matt Ryan after this year? Makes too much sense to me. Sewell is a great value at four. Here we go. So, the Falcons at four, having just been traded up over by their division rival in the Panthers, are going to feel pressured into taking Trey Lance, uh, the quarterback from North Dakota State. Here's a, here's one thing, though. I think this could work out. Yes, it's a reach, but I don't think they would have a good trade-back guy. And I think if they would have traded back past the Eagles, the Eagles would have just snatched him. Um, so, they take Lance. They put him with Arthur Smith. Lance is so raw and so talented. He can sit behind Matt Ryan, as, as you said with Fields, John, and, and learn from Arthur Smith and be a really good quarterback in two years um, down the road. Matt Ryan would be satisfactory, but Trey Lance is the type of quarterback where he's going to have to sit regardless of who he goes to. So you take him for – he's your franchise guy. Um, you'll have you know three to four years of him starting on his rookie deal, and you can try to win a Super Bowl. I, I just don't like that value at four. I'm not as high. Like it's, it's not great value, but you got to think about it. If they trade back too far, he's going to get picked ahead of them. If you okay, then then wait till next year. I mean, go who, get Penisul. Go get Penisul. Going to be available next year. Exactly. I'm just saying. There is always. I'd rather go Penisul and you know roll the dice one more year. If you suck, you get another high first. I, I just don't like the value there at four. Um, number five for me, I believe this is. The Cincinnati Bengals. Um, this is another like reach, but this is a little bit more justified. The guy I'm about to mention, I think he's more in the eight to sixteen range. And the Bengals might have them taking Rayshon Slater um, out of Northwestern. He is a stud offensive tackle prospect. Um, and this is just a situation where I think you just got to take a need here. Uh, I don't. Yeah, Jamar Chase would have been really nice and all, but if you're the Bengals. If Joe Burrow had it toward his ACL because his offensive line was god awful, then maybe I can justify that could justify you saying, "Hey, let's reunite Chase with Burrow. Let's have some fun." Um, you can justify that a little bit more, but this no, you. I think you just have to go get Joe Burrow some help, even though it's a slight reach at five. He's got to go get him some help with Rayshon Slater. The only guy you take above Jamar Chase is is a guy named Penny Sewell. 
uh, for the Bengals. They can always draft tackle in the early second round. It's a pretty deep tackle class. Uh, there's going to be at least one available at, at the 37th overall pick. All right, so I'll go on a bold prediction. Another trade up here. So the Bengals moving back. How about the San Francisco 49ers coming up, trading their first this year, their first next year, and a bevy of other draft capital on day two. They trade up, and they are going to get Jerry Lance. Um, I think that they're kind of caught in a rut here with Jimmy G. He's decent, but he's not elevating that team. Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan, that fit in that offense, I love it. Uh, I think he's a perfect fit. A running quarterback can open up the offense in more ways than one. Kyle Shanahan's been looking for that guy that could open up the offense in a dynamic fashion. And while Trey Lance is super raw, and yes, he's the riskiest quarterback, which is why he does go as the fourth guy off the board here, his upside is undeniable. If they hit on this, you never know what the 49ers can do for years to come. So they trade up and get their guy in Trey Lance. I feel like that's just like uh, the Falcons taking him, except instead of Kyle Shanahan, you got Arthur Smith, who's like a, a diet Kyle Shanahan. Uh, we'll see how he does as a head coach. But the Bengals are going to keep their pick here. They're going to draft Penny Sewell. He's staring him right in the face. Four straight quarterbacks have gone off the board. Um, you took yours number one overall last year. you got to take Penny Sewell. Have at least a really, really good tackle duo. Um, figure out the interior of the line later. Yeah. Warren, who'd you have a picky? I'm sorry. You got to take a chase. Sewell. Sewell. Oh, Sewell's on the board for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Number six, the Philadelphia. So you don't have any complaints about the Niners trading up and grabbing Lance, but you do have complaints about the Falcons taking them one pick earlier. Same scheme. It's still mm. pretty much the same value. You got a Jimmy G, Matt Ryan, pretty similar quarterbacks at this point. I'm taking my right. Okay, same problems still, but I think I can see it just a little bit more with the with the Niners, just a little bit more. All right, anyway, number six here, the the Eagles, they're all in. Well, well, you'll see how long. I mean, who knows how long they'll be all in on Jalen Hurts, but they're all in on Jalen Hurts for the moment. So let's go reunite him with, I think they played at the same time. I know Jalen transferred, but I'm almost sorry. Yeah, it was only – uh, time might be worked out a little weird, but you're gonna go grab Devonta Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, out of Alabama, um, and Howie Roseman. He is under so much pressure this draft. Um, the last time outside of Carson Wentz, they drafted a Pro Bowler. I don't even remember. Uh, I, I forgot the stat there, but uh, it's it's been a long time. The, the team building has not been really really good. They're getting older. Seems like in every department except quarterback. Um, he's go. This is the safest pick here. Uh, he's fighting for a job right now. Actually, the three steps to bring the Eagles back to relevancy. Warner, I don't know if you remember this. I said step one, fire Doug Peterson. They did that. Now step two was straight. It was straight Jalen Hurts, but they straight traded the other guy. They didn't do that, but that's fine. Um, and then, but more importantly, step three was fire Howie Roseman because he just hasn't really done a great job. Besides that Super Bowl year, if I recall, in team building, you go get the safest pick, reunite him with Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith at six. Okay, so I had the Dolphins trading back uh, here, and I, I said I think that they have their their eyes circled on someone, and I, I actually think the same guy that you have going six is going to go six, Devontae Smith to the, to the Dolphins. Reunite him with another Alabama quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa. Get him that number one receiver that he needs. They need weapons there in Miami yeah. badly. 
They need another guy there for Tua Tagovailoa. He's not a great tight window thrower, so a guy who gets a lot of separation like Devontae Smith, plus the natural chemistry there. They saw him at the Senior Bowl. All signs seem to be pointing this way. Love this pick for them at six. Plus, they got capital from trading back. Yeah. Warner. I was muted, my bad. Number six overall, the Eagles are going to go receiver. So we all have receivers being taken number six overall, but the Eagles are going to grab Jamar Chase, staring him right in the face. Uh, you've got four quarterbacks and then probably the best two players that aren't quarterbacks in Sewell and Chase um, back-to-back off the board here. Give Hurts some help. Yep. All right, number seven here, the number seven overall pick in the draft for me. The Detroit Lions are a weird team to draft for. And they're going to draft uh, Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. I know he has some off-the-field issues and all that stuff. But, I mean, it comes to a point you got to kind of go best player available. I just don't think they'll go offense, especially at this rate. Uh, you got Jared Goff at quarterback, so quarterback doesn't make sense here. Um, this, uh, this feels like they don't want the pressure of, which is why they went to go get Jared Goff. They don't want the pressure of having to, you know, develop a young rookie quarterback. Um, they're, they're trying to build a foundation, build a culture, and then go get your rookie guy. So I don't think quarterback really makes sense for them. Uh, I think you just go defense, best player available, Micah Parson in this team. I think that'll be a good fit. Yeah, so they're a tough team to draft for, especially with all the quarterbacks off the board at this point. I'm going to go receiver again. Let's go with a guy – that has fallen to seven, kind of fallen into their laps. How about Jamar Chase in a Detroit Lions uniform? Man, that res- their receiver play down the line was awful. Kenny Galladay might not be back. Marvin Jones might not be back. So you're essentially stuck with Quintez Cephas and Geronimo Allison. Yeah, not exactly great. Uh, so get Jamar Chase. He can be your jump ball guy, your number one receiver. A nice fit here for the Lions and helping out Jared Goff with some weapons. All right, so I got my second trade. Of this draft, um, I've mocked several times Jalen Waddle at pick 11 to the Giants um, as sort of a Darius Slayton guy. And then I thought to myself, well, why would it make sense to replace a guy in Slayton who's pretty good at his job already? Why not go get a really, really good separator, probably one of the better separators in the draft, if not the best? They're going to trade up here to pick number seven and grab Devonta Smith uh, right in front of the Dolphins, who I think we would have drafted him had he been there. Um, so another steal from another team. Devonta Smith is going to go number seven to the Giants. They're going to have to give up um, the 11th overall pick, the 42nd overall pick, and the 2022 second round pick as well. Okay, I like that bit with the Giants. So you give Danny give Daniel Johnson. Jones all he needs because he showed, he showed a few, he showed some flashes last year. Then he got hurt and he was pretty bad after that. But um, give him, give him, you drafted him with a sixth pick. He's shown some flashes. Don't give up on him yet. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the number eight overall pick. Remember, if you can recall, I had the Jets trading down here um, from two to eight, and they're going to go get uh, the most interesting and dynamic player in this draft class. Tight end Kyle Pitts. He's not a tight end. If you if you haven't watched any tape on Kyle Pitts, he is, uh, as my dad would call, white up wide end or tight receiver or whatever because he, he is like a, a perfect combination of a wide receiver and a tight end put together um this makes so much sense you give Sam Darnold some of a security blanket 
I, and I know what you guys are going to say. Well, Chase is not off the board yet. Why have you got Chase yet? Because I think, one, they spent high capital on a wide receiver last year in Denzel Mims. I think you want to see if he's going to pan out a little bit. And you have Jameson Crowder still. Um, they have another guy. I forget what his name is. So I just think here, and Slater and Penace were obviously already off the board. A go get the most dynamic player in the draft in Kyle Pitt. I don't hate that pick at all. I really like it. Best player available on the board is Kyle Pitts. Um, so the Panthers here, for me, are stuck in a weird spot now. No quarterbacks on the board. The Texans really seem insistent on not trading Deshaun Watson, although you would like to trade that eight overall pick for him along other picks. So they're just going to stay here and stay pat with Teddy Bridgewater for what it is right now. I have them taking Rashawn Slater. They really need a tackle there. Both of their tackles are free agents. Taylor Moten probably going to get franchise tag, but they need another guy on the other side at left tackle. Rashawn Slater, super athletic, great balance, great core strength, going to be the second tackle off the board probably. Some teams have him above Penny Sewell apparently, and we've heard that buzz uh, a little bit. But I do like this fit here for Matt Rule and Rashawn Slater. Good pick here for the, the Panthers with no quarterbacks left on the board. All right, so if you remember, the Panthers and the Dolphins made a trade, uh, so the Panthers could go up and grab Justin Fields. Um, so the Dolphins, with this pick, Devonta Smith just went. We're going to have a third receiver in a row get off the board. Jalen Waddell is going to go uh, to the Dolphins here. Just give give them that explosive playmaker. Jalen Waddell and Tua played well together at Alabama. Now Alabama in, the, in college is nowhere near the Dolphins in the NFL, but um, give them some of that chemistry. Uh, he's he's one of the better players available. You already have Mike Gesicki, who's sort of like a Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts will come in the league and be better. But um, I think with, with Jalen Waddle staring you in the face here, you got to uh, grab Waddle here, third straight receiver going off the board. Yeah. Uh, now we're at the number nine overall pick here, the Denver Broncos. They're going to take Patrick Sertain, the second or junior, whatever, cornerback out of Alabama. Put him in this scheme defensively under Vic Bangio. Kind of, you know, going to play, if we want to compare to Brandon Staley's system in L.A., that Jalen Ramsey guy's going to shut down a side of the field. Um, and you can say, again, Chase, where is he at? Well, again, they spent, what was it, the 16th pick? Spent high capital on Jerry Judy last year. The South Corner Sutton, K.J. Hamler, wide receiver, just doesn't really make sense for this team. I think as of right now, I mean, I think if you develop Drew Locke the right way, I think Drew Locke can still turn into a, a really nice player. And tag offensive line, no. And so I think this makes the most sense here at number nine. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll go defense. Uh, I have him going cornerback too. I have him going Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Um, seems more like a Vic Fangio type of guy. I think Sertan more of a press guy. More uh, Farley's more of an off-man guy, a zone guy, and he's got great athleticism, great fluidity, good ball skills. It's kind of what Fangio looks for in his corners. They released A.J. Boye. Just makes so much sense to, for them to go corner, and I think Caleb Farley's the best fit in that system. Yeah. Yeah, um, similar path to you guys. I'm taking Patrick Sutan out of um, Alabama. I mean, he, he's the best player for the position of need. Um, you, you don't want to – I, I, Mike, Mike Parsons is still on the board, so I was thinking about Parsons, but um, I think you got to go corner here for Denver. You've got a potentially explosive top eight offense in the league. 
with all the weapons um, that you have and Drew Lock turns out. Um, so grab grab Sertain, who's gonna be a a, a block uh, of your defense for years to come. Yeah, all right, number 10, the Dallas Cowboys, they're sitting here and they're like, okay, Jamar Chase is here. We need a corner. The Giants are next. Hmm. There's Caleb Farley on the board, JC Horn on the board. Do you have the there's a team calling right now, and that team is the Miami Dolphins. The Cowboys say, nope, Giants, you're not getting Jamar Chase. The Dolphins are gonna trade up. This is the ultimate dream scenario for Dolphins fans. You get you get Sula three, and then you trade up using the 18th pick. Hold on, what I have the trade being the eighth. That is a lot of spots to move up. The 18th pick, uh the second round pick this year, pick 50, and next year's second and additional draft capital as well. You go get Jamar Chase at 10. And again, this is just like a dream scenario for the Miami Dolphins. They take Jamar Chase at 10. And Tua, now Tua kind of has no, I mean, you still have to build. No, no, he has no excuses. Right. I mean, you still have to build the roster the right way, but his excuses are limited. There's, yeah. You, you've, got a, you've got a pretty nice defense. You're going to be able to shuffle that offensive line so it gets yeah, – I mean, you'll have upgrades at like three different spots on the line just by drafting Sewell. You've got a number one receiver, a bona fide number one in Jamar Chase. No excuses for two. Yeah. Zero. All right, go ahead, Nick. I'm going to create another uh, link, yeah, but go ahead, Nick. Pick number 10. All right. So, for me, secondary, secondary, secondary. Goodness gracious, the Cowboys need secondary. Yes. Patrick Sertan's on the board, natural fit there. I know their new scheme isn't exactly conducive to Patrick Sertan, but Sertan's shown the ability to work off man, work in press, um, but he's probably more of a, a press corner, a better guy at that. I think that they can move into a scheme there. They have Trayvon Diggs, who is a similar type of player. I think that's a nice fit for them. Diggs and Sertan are a nice duo to start your secondary with, especially when it's as barren as Dallas has in their secondary right now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I got them going corner as well. Slightly better scheme fit in uh, Caleb Farley just because Sertan went the pick earlier. So um, Caleb Farley to the Cowboys, no brainer here. Um, there's no Giants at 11 for you to, uh, you know, kind of block. Uh, they already traded up, grabbed their wide receiver. So um, the uh, Cowboys are going to draft Farley and uh, who who knows what will happen now with the Cowboys? Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna assume because I missed it. Nick, you had Sertan going to the Cowboys. Yep. All right. Um, crap. That. All right. Pick eleven for me. The Giants kind of disappointed that Jamar Chase was not there for them, but they're like, okay, there's another wide receiver on the board. We're gonna go get Speedy. Go fast, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver. Everyone's <laughs> go fast. <laughs> Speedy go fast. Uh, Jalen Waddle out of Alabama, another Alabama and slash SEC receiver gone off the board. Um, man, oh man, uh, put him in this offense. A better version of Darius Slayton, I feel. You're gonna have to develop him still, though. But I really like this fit for for Daniel Jones. Pairing with Sterling Shepard. Now you got Jalen Waddle. Um, again, could go offensive line here, but I think it does matter when you spend that much draft capital on an offensive lineman. In their case, number of the fourth pick last year, you want to see if he's going to pan out. So I think just one year is a little too soon 
through like, ah, crap, he sucks. Let's go replace him. And it's still a little too soon. We spend that much capital on him. So uh, I had them taking Jalen Waddle at 11. Could go defense if Michael Parsons was still here. But yeah, Jalen Waddle. All right. So I have them going offense to getting a weapon for Daniel Jones. But it's Kyle Pitts. Um, I think that Kyle Pitts here in this offense, Evan Ingram just doesn't look like he's fitting what Joe Judge wants there in New York. I think that Kyle Pitts can be a Darren Waller-like presence there, and you really can't replicate that uh, in any offense. So Daniel Jones gets his big target, a big contested catch guy, and you essentially have now Slayton there. You have some nice pieces along with Kyle Pitts who can be a massive, essentially a huge 6'6 receiver for you. I like the fit there for Kyle Pitts and New York. Yeah. All right, so um, if you recall, New York traded up. The Lions have the 11th overall pick, and they are going to grab Micah Parsons right outside the top 10. Um, if, if you're going into a rebuild, you want to have a really, really good defense, and Parsons is a great start at that. With all the terrible contracts that you were left with, it'll be hard, really, really hard in the first few years, but um, Parsons is going to be a cheap, really good linebacker for you for, for four to five years, so – I think this it's staring them in the face. No brainer right here. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to wrap up part one with pick number 12 here. Um, by the way, uh, Mike Parsons, think of like of a Devin White. I think that might be my comp for him. Like a little a younger, like Devin White-esque kind of a player. Not great in coverage, but – Really I good mean, blitzer. Really good blitzer. Extremely physically talented. Yeah. So I see. Pick, number, pick number 12 here. I have the San Francisco 49ers – you could go one direction, and if you went with that pick, I don't think this quarterback is on the board for you guys yet. So if you went with this guy, you, I'd, I'd be fine with it. But I'm going to go with best overall player available, in my opinion. That guy's Caleb Farley. You put him, practically replacing Richard Sherman, who's got to be gone. He, he's gone. You put him, and I really like him in a Seattle 4-3, cover-3 scheme, um, and he's just going to fit right in with this scheme defensively. And this may be a steal. If now again, you could go Trey Lance here. I wouldn't knock you for that, which I did in my lat in our last mock draft. But Caleb Farley was off the board because um, there was no trade where the Cowboys dropped back. And now the Cowboys again, they're a little worried now, but they're not all the way worried because they have pick eighteen. There's going to be another corner available for them there, which is it's going to work out fine for them. So the Bengals trade back from five, and look who they have sitting there for them. My mock. Jalen Waddle, uh, easy, easy pick for them at 12. They run this thing to the to the podium. Jalen Waddle joins Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins there to make a fantastic receiver core for Joe Burrow to throw to. They need speed in that receiving core. Jalen Waddle, see that guy. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll be specific. Uh, speed with hands. <laughs> John Ross. John Ross. Uh, um. So, here you are at um, pick – crap, what pick are we on? Uh, 12. <laughs> uh, pick number 12. Um, this is a guy who I mocked last uh, last mock draft. And I- I'm going to do a similar thing here. The Niners are going to trade back with – this is questionable – with an interdivision uh, rival in the Cardinals. The Cardinals trade up to 12. Um, they're going to grab Kyle Pitts. Just phenomenal for Kyler Murray. You've got to surround it. I mean, imagine DeAndre Hopkins and Kyle Pitts and Christian Kirk. Uh, it's 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 terrific. Um, 
the only reason why the Niners trade back, they could grab they could have grabbed an offensive lineman, but um, I think there there was a corner later on in the draft after Farley and Sertan um, that they were looking at. They're going to trade back to sixteen. Yeah. Uh, less than three minutes left. So, so far, hmm, what, what's the, what, what, out of your guys' picks so far, got about less than three minutes. So, who do you guys say pick one through 12 will be the biggest winner? It can include like the trades, like, oh crap, this team has great value right here. Who will be like the biggest winner of your draft one through 12? For me, it's the Dolphins and the Bengals. They traded back and got Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, respectively. Those were needs. They get draft capital for whatever else needs they have the rest of the draft and in the next year. Huge winners there. And then, I mean, the Eagles and the Niners, I think, are winners. Because if you ever get a shot at a franchise quarterback and they hit, you're a winner. It doesn't matter what you give up. Yeah. For me, yeah. I'm going to go – I think the Dolphins, for me, has to be one of them. I mean, you get the two, arguably, two of the – four or five best players in the draft at three and 10. You have to be a winner there. The Panthers, because you get Zach Wilson and that, I mean, they've been ultra aggressive at wanting a quarterback this offseason. And I guess a, a, a final one, um, I think the Niners. I think the Niners would be a nice winner here as well for another reason as well, because you, you're losing Richard Sherman. Granted, yes, the offense with Kyle Shannon has always, always been really, really good. But last year, so not this past year but two years ago now I guess when they went to Super Bowl lost to Kansas City they went that far because of that defense in the running game and defensively you plug in Caleb Farley right away to replace Richard Sherman I like that fit as well yeah um I, I think the the three winners um for this for my mock is it's got to be the um the Panthers for trading up getting there the guy they believe in infield. I think the Falcons do with Trey Lance. I'm, I'm a big believer in Lance and that Shanahan system. And then um, I, I think you got to give it to the Dolphins. The Dolphins got a boatload of picks. They got a first and a second um, in the next year. They got another second round pick this year. Um, the, the Dolphins with uh, grabbing Jalen Waddle at eight and then having another first round pick, two second round picks, uh, and then two first and two seconds next year. It sets them up so well for their future. If two doesn't work out for them, they can just draft the quarterback next year. Um, there's always one that pops up and is is the consensus, you know, guy. All right, we have more with Nick Farbaugh coming up. You're listening to the Sports and Lights Podcast, Mock Draft 4. Today's episode of Sports and Lights is presented by Podgo. What's Podgo? Well, Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. So you're telling me that if I include an ad from Podgo, they're going to tell me up front how much I'll make? Of course. If you apply today, actually, to become a member, you'll be immediately connected with advertisers that fit your audience. Really? So it'll be specified for my show and my type of podcast? Yeah. So all you have to do is go to podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot co co and when you apply make sure you add our podcast sports headlines and the how did you hear about podgo section of the application all right i'll do that as soon as i can yep again that's podgo.co p-o-d-g-o dot c-o let's get back to today's episode 
Welcome back to Sports Channel. I'm Zemo Santetsi, Places Sports. This is part two of our mock draft special 4.0 featuring Nick Farbaugh, uh, draft insider for Pro Football Network. Go check them out. They have one of the better uh, mock draft systems. And like you can do your own mock draft. Go to poorprofilenetwork.com slash mock draft. Start that that is not an endorsement. Pro Football, Net- Pro Football Network endorse us. <laughs> Uh, all right, anyway, so we're at pick 13 here. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, for me, I'm going to have us taking Samuel Cosme. He may actually be tackle four, but I think, personally, he's a better pass protector than uh, Christian Derisaw, who's the other tackle he could have picked here. Um, I think he's a better pass protector than Derisaw. Um, and you're not like the Niners, one of these teams that wants to run the football a lot. You want to protect Justin Herbert at all costs. So I think he's a better pass-protecting offensive lineman here at 13. All right, so I have another trade-up coming up here. Uh, the, the Chargers move back with a team that's coming up to get a stud. So here come the Miami Dolphins up the board. They got, they got some draft capital. They're going to use some of it to move back up to 13. They're going to trade 18. Listen, they're going to get Micah Parsons out of Penn State to come up here. And mm. listen, there has been a lot of talk about potentially them getting a linebacker in round one. There's been a lot of smoke around Zayvon Collins. If Micah Parsons is there at 13, Might as well and, they have, and they have this much draft capital, you why not use some of it to go yeah. get a guy like Micah Parsons, bring on a game changer on the defensive side of the ball, especially when you need a guy like that. So they get Micah Parsons here. Coming away with Devontae Smith and Micah Parsons. Pretty yeah, good haul for them. Yeah, that's that's big. That's <laughs> that's that's terrific. Um for, for Dolphins fans, the Bills getting their run for their money. Um here we go. Pick number 13, a guy who has not left my board yet. Uh, I think great value for him right here. This is about right where he should be going. Uh, maybe late top tens, um, eight to fifteen range. Rashawn Slater here to the Chargers. They're gonna keep him at tackle. Um, be a mauler in the run game, be a good pass protector opposite Brian Balaga. Um, I think it's a no brainer here for the chargers. You've got to protect Herbert, but you also want to be able to run the ball and he's OT number two here in this draft. So you grab him at 13. I thought you were going to pick like somebody else, like say, Oh, Gregory Rousseau, you know, you're losing Melvin Ingram. I was going to be so upset. I might have had to kick. Great value up. here. Um, they're going to gra- uh, grab a Javon Holland out of Oregon safety. Oh my gosh. All right, number 14 here, the Minnesota Vikings. This is a fall-in-your-lap situation. This, similar, I think you had them going to the Falcons. No, you had them going to the Falcons. You had them going to the Niners trading up. This guy just falls Same in the lap. Same system. Same system, but I like the value a lot more here. The Vikings, they get Trey Lance, quarterback for the future. Kirk Cousins, I mean, I, I love Kirk. One of my favorite quarterbacks in the league, but time is short with Kirk Cousins. But he's Kirk Cousins. And shut up. And you get some upside with Trey Lance. He's raw as they come, but you get some upside. He ran a very similar system at North Dakota State. Um, he's, he, he was very, he seems very comfortable under under a center, uh, taking it from a single back. So I like this fit a lot for Minnesota. Sean, I got a question for you. Um, I'm still stuck on you on you getting on me about value and stuff. Who who would be your your pro comp for Trey Lance? Josh Allen? No, no, uh, no. Coming out? No, really? No. How raw Josh Allen was and his skill set 
No, really. A lot of parallels. A lot of parallels between those two. Well, if it was, Josh Allen went number seven overall. So, um, just saying, I think my value was better than yours. But um, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm, I'm actually go. curious. What is your comp though for Trey Lance? Like I, I see why. Like no, I, I'm not as high personally on Trey Lance. Like oh. some people have him like. QB two or whatever, like that. That's nonsense. Stop it. QB three? No, he's QB four. It's not really close. But but, but I'm I'm talking just Josh Allen and skill set wise. I, I get it, but no. All right, whatever. Go ahead, Nick. All right, so since Trey Lance isn't here and the receivers are gone, everyone's pretty much gone here. You kind of look at what the this is going to be a defensive pick because that that's where the value is. I'm actually going to go with a little bit of a bolder prediction. Christian Barmore is going to go here to the Vikings. I think a lot of people kind of have him in the back of the first round. I think when he tests at Alabama Pro Day, people get into the tape to see kind of what he did, plus the lack of a really top-end defensive lineman this year. Christian Barmore is going to get shot up boards right around to this spot. And, man, the Vikings need a pass rush on that interior. They need a three technique that is explosive, can collapse pockets, they really badly need that. They need a ton of things on defense. Barmore starts that revolution to rebuild this defense. Yeah, it's a good pick, actually. Yeah. Same here. Um, I think it's it's a smack-in-the-face pick. Um, right around this time is when you start to see some teams make some questionable picks. You've got all the no-brainers off the board. Kyle Pitts, Micah Parsons, the quarterbacks, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith. All those guys are off the board. So this is where you got to really start addressing who do we need, what can this player bring to our team, and how quickly will they bring it? And, and I think Barmore is going to be an immediate impact starter. You're getting Daniel Hunter back on the edge. Get a pass rush going for the middle. That could be a lethal pass rush uh, for Minnesota. So Christian Barmore here at number 14. <clears throat> All right. Uh, as I've mentioned earlier, uh, there are some – like the later we go, uh, like the more mile traps you do, there are just some picks that just make sense. And for the – uh, New England Patriots, that pick is Mac Jones. You get Mac Jones to be your quarterback as we see Trevor Lawrence make an appearance. Um, <laughs> There's so much static in my sweatshirt, man. Um, you get you get Mac Jones, who it, it's kind of it's kind of disrespectful to say Tom Brady, but I mean, some Never of want to compare somebody to be the next Tom Brady. That's <laughs> is Tom Brady ass. Tom Brady right here, seven rings guaranteed. Um, like, like, it's just like, like his, his mentality, like something he tries to emulate Brady as much as possible. And then his traits too. He might have the best, make sure I'm not being blasphemous. He, he might have the best processor out of all the quarterbacks in this draft class. Um, now I think his pocket sense and, you know, sensing the pressure, it's a little overrated. I think people are, I think people are kind of overrating that, but this makes so much sense to give Josh McDaniels. He's been very comfortable with quarterback like pocket quarter pocket black pocket passing quarterbacks like this. Um, you have a, you have a strong offensive line already to support a guy like Mac Jones. This picture just makes too much sense. I think they it does. Be addressing make receiver sense. in the second round, John. What? You, you, they better be addressing receiver in the second round. You can get Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, but if you don't have any, if your best receiver is Jacoby Myers, tough luck, man. All right, so I think the Patriots are a bit of a tough spot here. Um, 
think there's no receiver on the board that's worth it. I don't think Mac Jones is worth it at 15. I'm actually going to have them going into the trenches because if there's one thing that Bill Belichick does, he loves drafting guys in the trenches early. How about Christian Darrisaw still on the board at 15? We know Joe Tooney could be on his way out. Michael Owenu could slide in. You can slide Darrisaw right there at right or left tackle, which wherever you want to put him. Isaiah Wynn was a question mark this year. They had a lot of movement on that O-line this year. I thought Cam Newton really actually suffered a lot because his O-line wasn't as good as most Patriot O-lines have been in the past. So I'm going to get Darrisaw here, get a trench guy, reinforce what you do well on this Patriots offense, and that's always been with a great offensive line. Darrisaw adds to that. All right. Um, I've got the Patriots going number 15 overall, Mac Jones. I think it's it's – you got to. Um, Bill Belichick. Besides me, we're not taking a bar receiver. I I was just I was trying new things last time. Rashad Bateman seems like a good receiver. Now 15, maybe maybe not, but I think Mac Jones. Um, quarterbacks are flying off the board early. We got five quarterbacks in the top 15 picks. Um, in my mock, I think in, in Sean's as well. So you grab Mac Jones here. Um, grab a receiver. It's a pretty deep receiver class. You've got a lot of guys. That can really be studs for you um, in the later first, mid to early, early to mid second. Um, so you grab Mac Jones here. Um, it's it's. I can see why you'd want to go into the trenches or why you might want to grab a receiver um, or a linebacker maybe, but I think you've got to address that quarterback spot. It's the most important position on the field. Yeah, pick 16 here. I have the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think you go give – Best player yeah, available probably here. And you go, I think they need to protect Kyler a little bit better. Um, especially like we saw at the end of the year when his legs weren't as useful because he was a little banged up and he had to become over pocket pass. So he's still feeling that pressure a little bit. So you go get maybe the most versatile offensive lineman in this whole draft. Elijah Vera Tucker, who if you want to, you can kick him outside to tackle. If there's an injury to guard and you feel fine with your with your backup tackle situation, you can kick him inside to play guard. Um, I just like this fit as well as Warner is doing. The- I, know, I, I just got a question for you. Where would he start? Day- I'm assuming he'll be a day one starter, right? Yeah. Okay, so where, where would he start? Because they drafted Josh Jones last year Third, um, from Houston. I think he's a pretty good player. Um, where, where Would he start interior or would he start um, on the outside? I think I think that kind of depends on actually what how the uh, offensive line performs like training camp or offseason workouts. I don't, I'm not as high on Josh Jones personally, so I think you could kick him outside. But if Josh Jones shows development in the offseason workouts and stuff like that, where the coaches seem impressed with them, then yeah, I think you you could kick him inside actually. So yeah, I think either which is another reason why this pick makes so much sense because of his versatility. So where if you're like, okay, Josh Jones is our guy outside, you can kick him inside and you can get just as much production from Elijah Vera Tucker. That's right. Hey, there is a possibility, you know, they commit to a full offseason plan. They need a center. You never know. They could try him out at center and he'd definitely be the best center in this class. So um, there's a possibility that could work. work. Um, As for me, um, I think that they need – Secondary help, Patrick Peterson's probably out the door. Byron Murphy's played well, but he's only shown to be a cornerback. Two, let's go J.C. Horn here um, okay. to the Cardinals. Listen, they they need some 
do to like compliment Buda Baker's energy. Like Buda Baker's up here and everyone else in that secondary is down here. JC Horn brings that energy. He's a real, real, real trash talker. I actually love that fact about JC Horn. He will make wide receivers get in their own head. He's a very, very fluid guy. He's got good ball skills, has the football bloodline. I really like him here at 16. Good fit here for Arizona and JC Horn. Yeah, um, you, I mean, you must have copied my Mac draft because we've had a lot of similar picks. JC Horn's going to go 16, except he's going to the San Francisco 49ers as they trade it back with the Cardinals, um, grabbing their, their future at cornerback here in the first round. Um, I think it's a great, great fit there. Positional need, good scheme fit, good player. It's it's all there for you. Checks all the boxes. You grab um grab JC one. Yep. All right. Pick seventeen now. I believe we are at. And this is another one. I just explain. I've done this in the last mock draft and this one as well. Pick seventeen. The Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they're gonna take Gregory Rousseau. If you think if you don't really necessarily like him, all the here here's the only way. Here's how I'm gonna convince you. If you don't like this pick, you need some daggone upside. At edge rusher. Like Cleveland Farrell. No, no, no. Screw Cleveland Farrell. You need some upside as a, a, a pass rusher, an edge rusher, or whatever you want to call. You just need some upside there. And actually, yeah, yeah, he looks raw in year one. But he's a freshman. Show me one freshman that didn't look somewhat raw. And he produced 15 and a half sacks year one. You would assume like the way he, he sounds like he's he's a, a gym rep, first one and last one. Now he's gonna work hard, um, kind of Gruden grinder ish. Like he's gonna he's gonna play his heart out. He's gonna work hard as well. This move just another one just makes a lot of sense for me. So the one thing I was going with the Raiders was they've made a lot of picks no one saw coming. Damon Arnett last year was True. out of nowhere. Jonathan Abram was a mild surprise, and obviously Clinton Farrell was a huge surprise at four. This so I went on a limb. I went on a limb for this one. You How about they go? Mike Mayock? Let's let's see what Mike Mayock and John Gruen have in their bag for this one. They go and grab Zaven Collins this early uh, at seventeen. I don't I just, hate it. He he feels like a uh, he feels like a Raider. He's super versatile. He's got great athleticism for six four two sixty. He can play off ball. They do need an off ball backer, and they need an edge. He can also rush off the edge a little bit. He's got some pass rusher traits, so I like that fit there as he can be a three-down guy as both an edge rusher and an off-ball guy. Yeah. Better in coverage than you would expect. Zayvon Collins there fits two needs for them. Makes a lot of sense for them, I think. Yeah, um, I got wait, the – Wait, really quickly, Warner. Um, if that was John Gruden making that pick, that might have been his best first-round selection. So being on the uh, – as a part of co-GM pretty much because we all know he's the one making Go yeah, um, so here at number 17, the Raiders um, are, are going to – they're going to be happy with what they do to the edge. They're going to trade back for Khalil Mack. They're going to call back. He's on the – no, I'm playing. Um, but they're going to dra- grab Joseph Asai here. Um, also, I misspoke. They, I misspoke on um, on my Vikings pick. They picked Gregory Rousseau, not Christian Barmore. Um, so – Okay, uh, I was about to say, like, ooh, that's, that's bold. Joseph Asai here to the Raiders. Um, playing that edge so position, I, I think I think it'll be a really nice pick for him. Ooh, that's still a little bold, though, but okay. It's lo- a little bold, but it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. We're still off the board, which makes it a lot better. <laughs> uh, pick 18 here, the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, they traded down with the Dolphins, and the guy said that, you know, they're like, hey, you know, this other guy, yeah, we're going to miss on Farley. 
more than likely. But they go grab J.C. Horn. Uh, everything you said positively about him, Nick, applies here. I think he also fit really, really well in this Seattle cover three scheme um, in, in Dallas with Dan Quinn uh, as the defensive play caller there. I like this fit, but granted, Mike McCarthy's the coach, and every defensive player loses half their brain cells when he's the coach, so it doesn't matter. Okay, so I had the Chargers trading back here with the Dolphins. So let's address O-line. Alicia Vera Tucker here makes a lot of sense. They need they need O-line both interior and at tackle. Obviously, they need to tackle a little bit more. I don't think you trust any of the tackles. Sam Te- you're rolling Sam Tevy out there. Um I mean, you just don't want to have that protecting your franchise quarterback and Justin Herbert. Leisure Vera Tucker stepped in there. Day one starter, wherever you want to slot him, makes sense here. Probably the best lineman available. Just too much. Maybe it just makes way too much sense. Local guy. They know him really well from USC. Easy fit. All right. And number 18 overall, the Dolphins are going to give to a little bit more um, help at tackle. Christian Darisol is going to come off the board here. Uh, for the Dolphins, so um, <laughs> really, really, really good draft for them so far. Um, with with Darisol here, and then grabbing uh, Waddle at number eight. All right, now for me here, number nineteen overall, uh, we have another trade here. The Indianapolis Colts who now have their shiny new toy in Carson Wentz. So Anthony Costanza retired last or during the off. Well, he retired recently. Uh, due to injuries or whatever, Andrew Luck, his bastard Andrew Luck, uh, is, is to blame for that as well. Um, but anyway, the Colts trade up two spots. They swap with the Washington football team. They give up 21 and a future uh, third for next year to move up two spots to the uh, number 19 pick. They're going to take Christian Derrissaw, an athletic offensive tackle that's going to fit right in to replace um, – Anthony Costanzo, and now you're looking at, once again, the best offensive line in football to protect Carson Wentz. Yeah, I think that one makes a lot of sense. I'm going to have Washington stay where they are. So they they have a few needs. They can bolster that O-line. They need quarterback, obviously, but they're probably going to address that through free agency, at least it sounds like. So I have them going on the defensive side of the ball. Let's get a, a, another jack-of-all-trades, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa here coming off the board he's pretty much a safety I mean he literally played the slot and box safety more than he actually did linebacker up on the line um, so I think this is a guy that's going to be great in coverage for them they need another guy that is physical in that box off the ball they really struggled up the seam last year that was the weakness of that defense tight ends up the seam Jeremiah Wuchukormo can then eliminate that weakness and this defense which is already really good thanks to a great D-line and an ex- extending Young DB backfield, they really get much better with Oshikormova fortifying the middle. Yeah, I'm going to go um, the opposite way here for the Washington football team. Tyler, Taylor Heineke just signed a two-year, $8 million extension, and they're going to give him a little bit of help. Uh, Terry McLaurin is going to be joined by Rashad Bateman here um, in Washington. I think it's a great pick for him. Um, Logan Thomas showed some signs at tight end. Obviously, Terry McLaurin, probably a top-ten receiver, and then Antonio Gibson at running back. Showed a lot of signs. So you get that number two guy um, who's, who's a really good separator for Heineke and uh, just let, let Heineke work his magic, man. And Heineke we trust. Uh, number 20 overall, the Chicago Bears. They're likely going to lose 
Allen Robinson. Uh, so the wide receiver I'm about to mention, RIP his career because he's going to be having quarterbacks that suck. Throwing the ball, uh, less of a Trubisky because he is a top five quarterback. I said it. Um, Mitch, so the Chicago Bears are going to replace uh, Allen Robinson with Rashad Bateman, a really nice separator, solid run after catch guy. Um, if he fallen any further, I think you're looking at, I don't know, I think somebody would have to trade up at that point because he is just that good of a receiver. It's unfortunate Washington can't get him, but they'll be fine at pick 21. But anyway, Rashad Bateman to the uh, Chicago Bears. Yeah, so speaking of those quarterbacks, I have them taking a quarterback. Um, Mac Jones to the Chicago Bears. I, I don't hate it. Um, I, I think it's a – they've been in per, QB purgatory forever. They need to swing <laughs> with high draft capital. I don't think they're br- going to bring back Trubisky. Foles looks like he's on his way out. Why not bring in Mac Jones? For all the reasons you guys suggested, he's super cerebral. He's going to bring in a nice stable uh, stability to that quarterback position for the first yeah. time. They've really had it in a ton, a lot of years. Mac Jones could be the answer there in Chicago. So I like this pick for them at 20. Good value, too. And Mitchell Trubisky, we trust. I just want to know why Nick Foles got that huge contract. That was that was just stupid. Really I mean, the, the Jags, they, 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 issue. they signed Nick Foles to a huge contract, and then they get the number one pick, and they got Trevor Lawrence. Like, they're just – Tom Brady. <laughs> Uh, anyways, all of Bears definitely. at number 20. Um, they're going to give the MVP all he can handle. Um, Kadarius Tony here, wide receiver out of Florida. Uh, I think the first time I've mocked him in the first round here at pick 20, a really good separator um, going to join, I guess, Javon Wims because Al Robinson is most likely gone. But um, Kadarius Tony here at number 20. To yeah. the Bears. Uh Kadarius Tony for me, number 21, the Washington football team. You pair him up with Terry McLaurin. Um, great. He's a really nice route runner as well. Uh, solid run out to catch guy. I mean, just based off the pro, uh, senior bowl alone, you kind of get a little concerned about some of the drops. But I think he can fix some of those up. Um, personally, maybe I'm being optimistic, but he is a really smooth route runner. Pair him up with Terry McLaurin, uh, Taylor Heineke. He's going to be a top one quarterback. Yes, better than Patrick Mahomes. Kadarius Tony. All right, so I have the Colts here. Interesting spot because they have a ton of free agency money. Like, they could spend it literally anywhere. They could get a tackle. I have them addressing tackle and free agency. So that frees them up to get an edge rusher. And here is where they go. Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Um, he's fallen down the board a little bit here, all the way to 21. They need that polished guy. Quiddy Pay's the polished guy eight to ten sacks a year guy, has some explosiveness, can defend the run off the edge. He's got a really nice squatty build. He just takes double teams on really well, so you can slide him to a 4-3 base end if you work that as well. Obviously, they do likely play in a 3-4 this year. Um, But Quiddy Pay is just a perfect fit, I think, in Indianapolis. Makes too much sense. They really need that edge rusher presence as well. I'm just curious, what what do you see in Quiddy Pay, um, you know, just, just in general? I think Pay has athletic traits, but he's also got, you know, this toolbox where he's adding moves in succession over the years. So basically when I look at Pay, it's, it's constant improvement. And if I'm an NFL team, I really like that because I have a polished guy who has athletic upside still in his game, but he's got a defined pass rush plan. He's got a lot of good things going for him. 
he honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Quiddy Pay, like he is in this mock, is the first edge rusher off the board as a result of all those trades. Okay. Um, I have right now at number 21, um, the Colts taking Samuel Cosme out of Texas, replace Anthony Cassando. Makes too much sense to me. Um, you just got Carson Wentz. We've seen what he looks like with good offensive lines. We see what he looks like with bad offensive line. So you want to make sure he has that good O line. Um, and and you you grab Samuel Crossman um, out of Texas. All right. Next, number 22 overall. By the way, disclaimer, I have no further trades in the rest of my mock draft. So so uh pick number 22, the Tennessee Titans. They had arguably the worst pass rush in the entire NFL last year. So that is a huge need. And that is still probably an understatement. So you're going to get Joseph Asai, edge rusher out of Texas. Um, he can, he can, he has the pass rushing moves to get after the passer. But one thing I really like him, what will help them as well is he's not bad in coverage at all. I really like what I saw from him as an edge rusher when he had, when he was asked in the big 12, where he is a passing league by nature, um, when they asked him to drop in the coverage, I really like what I saw from Joseph Osai. So Joseph Osai, pick 22 to the Houston, not to the Houston, to the, um, dang it, what team is this? Tennessee Titans, there we go. Yeah, so another edge rusher coming off the board here for me as well. Although it's a different guy, it's Aziz Ojulari from Georgia. Um, I just think he fits what they like in outside linebackers. He's super bendy, he's got explosiveness, he's a little raw, but there's that upside there to be that Brian Burns type of guy. He, yeah. Especially that, that game against Auburn in the Cincinnati game. Ojulari, I think, skyrocketed his stock there. He'll test well. I really like his fit in this 3-4 scheme with the Titans. It makes too much sense to get him in there across on Harold Landry. Yeah, um, I got Joseph Asai going there as well, only because um, – or sorry, I got Aziz Ojulari going there as well, only because Joseph Asai went earlier to the Raiders. Um, as everything you said – Really, Bendy, I think he's probably the third edge rusher um, in this draft, third best edge rusher in this draft. But um, the Titans need it. He's right there. Might as well go grab him if the top two are off the board. Yeah. Next up here, the New York football Jets. You know, I know think it's football Giants or whatever. The Jets, they pick here at pick 23. They're going to go take Creed Humphrey uh, center out of Oklahoma to protect uh, Sam Darnold, you have a solid foundation already built in the offensive line. You got Makai back. He looks like he could be a stud um, at left tackle. You go get your uh, your center in uh, Creed Humphrey. So Creed Humphrey to the Jets. So the Jets here are in a perfect spot because they had a guy fall right into their lap. I'm going to have them taking Gregory Rousseau here at 23. The third edge off the board in my mouth, third straight edge off the board at that. The Jets are in a quasi-rebuild regardless. Gregory Rousseau needs a little bit of time to develop. He's a little raw, but you like the traits, the length, the explosiveness. You like what you see in Rousseau. I think that's a really nice pick for the Jets here at 23. They get great value. All right, here at number 23, um, they're going to address offensive tackle. Um, on the other side, uh, Tevin Jenkins here out of Oklahoma State. I think um, if you just drafted San, uh, Zach Wilson, you've got you've got to go um, tackle here. You've got pretty good playmakers on the outside. We'll see what Denzel Mims turns into. Um, but uh, I like Jamison Crowder. The running back showed promise uh, when they when they got the playing time. So grab Tevin Jenkins here, and you can always do something in the early second round. 
Yeah. Uh, pick 24 here for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure, Nick, I forget. It's either you really like this guy for the Steelers or you really hate this guy for the Steelers. It's either one. It's, no, it's not in the middle. Najee Harris to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, th- this is another one of those picks for me that just makes a lot of sense. Big Ben is the physical trace. They're just re- declining as fast as the roller coaster is when it goes down. Um, like his physical traits are declining. If you want to win a Super Bowl in this tight window that they have with that great defense, um, your offensive line is getting older. I don't really like the value here for them. I think they're fine for at least this year, or if you want to, you could go get one in the second round. Again, deep offensive line class. You get Najee Harris. Um, you got to run the football a lot more coming into this next season, which something you just couldn't really do with James Conner. And Najee Harris, you can put him out of the backfield as well with Ben who wants to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Najee Harris to the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. I don't want them to take a running back early at all, but it makes a ton of sense. I have them going O-line, um, I think. But I have a little bit of a surprise. I have them going Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. And now, why do I have them going Jalen Mayfield? It's just – just just what I know about the Steelers. They uh-huh. like Michigan guys, underclassmen, athleticism, kind of checks all the boxes. He's got a mean streak. Like, there were a lot of dudes that he put in the turf in his two games this year. If he plays anything like his 2020 tape, this is a home run pick. The question is, does he play like that 2020 tape? It's only a two-game sample size, but it's exciting enough, I think, to slip in here, especially after his pro day where he will test really well. So I'm going to have Jalen Mayfield going here. He just feels like a Steelers pick. And every now and then they surprise you with, you know, that first round pick. They reach a little bit. The Terrell Edmonds pick, yeah. uh, something like that. They surprise you a little bit. I think that might come true here with Jalen Mayfield. All right. Um, Najee Harris going here to the Steelers. I've pretty consistently mocked him, I think, in our last three mocks. Um, I think it, it makes too much sense. Everything that Sean said, Big Ben needs a good running game. They're going to succeed. Now, Big Ben may not be back with the Steelers. I think that would be a really good case for the Steelers, but then you don't want to pick a quarterback right here, even if Big Ben does leave. So, Kyle Trask. No. <laughs> Sam Ellinger. No. <laughs> Grab Najee Harris. Ian Book. Um, yeah, Ian Book. Ian Book out of Notre Dame is going to save your franchise. Um, Grab Najee Harris here. Develop a running game. You've got good talent at receiver um, and, and just set the stage for the next quarterback you're going to have. Yeah. All right, pick number 25 here, the uh, – crap. Who is this? Jags. The Jags. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they're picking here. They have their fresh, shiny new quarterback in um, Trevor Lawrence. you got to protect them. You like your running game. You you could upgrade a wide receiver. I don't really like – I mean, there's probably one wide receiver here, but I think you, you have to – we've seen what teams um, when they don't protect Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to go Liam Eichenberg, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Uh, just put it this way, best pass protecting offensive lineman on the board, in my opinion. And your goal is to protect this man, Trevor Lawrence, who's your number one overall pick, and don't become the Bengals at all costs here. Uh, Liam Eichenberg to the Jaguars. Okay, so I, I do think that makes a lot of sense. I have them going tackle too, but Samuel Cosme's on the board, so I have them going Samuel Cosme here. Makes a little bit too much sense here. Super good value at 25. Oh, he's athletic. He's not a super big mauler, but he's just super solid. He's quietly good, but don't forget quietly good is good. So I think he's going to be a very, very nice protector for Trevor Lawrence. 
It doesn't matter how loud you are. If you're good, you're good. Um, I'm going to have the uh, Jags give Trevor Lawrence a weapon other than DJ Chark. Pat Firemuth uh, out of Penn State, the tight end, second time in a row. I've mocked him to the Jags. Um, I think it'll be a really good fit for, for Lawrence. Um, you've got another pick coming up in, in a few um, in, in the second round. So you can, there's still tackles on my board. Um, no other tackles going to go after, after Firemuth. The last one that went was at 21 in Cosme. So um, they're going to grab Firemuth right here um, at pick 25 and give Trevor Lawrence a, a nice, nice guy to, to throw the ball to that's going to consistently come down with it. Yeah. All right, pick 26 here, the Cleveland Browns, not the show. It's a great show, by the way. The Cleveland Browns, they're going to take uh, best player available, in my opinion, by a lot. Well, not by a lot, but best player available. Their offense is set. They Outside of Indy going to next year, especially with Indy taking Darisaw, they have maybe the second or worst third best offensive line in football. Running game is obviously solid. I'm a big Baker guy, so you're good at quarterback. You could use a little speed at wide receiver to give you guys a vertical threat, but I guess you're fine at receiver as well. Not a lot of value here. You're going to go defense here, and you're going to go Jeremiah Awusu-Koromoa. Not talking to you, Siri. Um, but this guy, he, he fills two voids. He he can uh, be in the box like you brought up earlier, Nick, um, and their, their weakness, their whole weakness, safety and linebacker, you can kind of put him in that dual – uh, Buddha Baker, like uh, Isaiah Simmons esque type of role in this defense, which is something they really need because their linebacking core and their safeties, especially the safeties, Grant Delpit. We didn't, we didn't see him this and, year, and um, but the, oh, man, but the safeties that were on the field this year were the worst safeties in football. Uh, uh, Ronnie Harrison wasn't bad either. Um, I, I think mainly Sandejo. That's <laughs> if you can replace Sandejo, you're good, um, but um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that pick too much. Yeah, I don't either. Um, if he's there, I think he makes a lot of sense. But since he's not, I'm going to go corner because uh, I do need a corner across from Denzel Ward. Greedy Williams is a question mark of question marks. And then behind him, they really don't have much. Uh, so I have not yeah. taken any fate to Melifon out of Syracuse. His rise has been meteoric as of late. Um, at the Senior Bowl, he was phenomenal. Um, and he's just a super uber athletic guy. The perfect traits for this Browns scheme. He, he's going to be a perfect fit for them across from Denzel Ward. I love the fit for Fatu Melifano in Cleveland. Makes a little too much sense after his rise recently. All right, I got Zayvon Collins going to Cleveland linebacker out of Tulsa. Really good cover guy. Going to be able to stop the run. Um, I think Cleveland needs defense. Their offense is looking really, really good with, with uh, Kevin Stefanski. You draft defense here. You draft one of the better linebackers in the draft. Um, all set in stone there. Yep. All right. Pick 27 here. The Baltimore Ravens, uh, the guy I've normally mocked them for was Creed Humphrey. He's off the board, so switching up now. Uh, let's go Aziz Ajulari, Ajulari here for uh, Ed Rusher out of Georgia. Um, and this is what I would do. I do not think Baltimore would do this, but this is what I, what I would do, Mock Trap. I was the GM of each of these teams. Um, and look, if you're going to be Patrick Mahomes, you can't blitz him. Um, you can't blitz Patrick Mahomes. You have to scheme your team around the team. You have to, scheme, you have to build your team around the team you're trying to beat. And that team is Kansas City, and you cannot blitz Patrick Mahomes whatsoever. 
I mean, unless their offensive linemen are oh, yeah, all you got to do is injure their two starting tackles. Right, that's all you have to do. Set. But unless but we're gonna pretend their offensive line is healthy, you can't blitz uh, Patrick Mahomes. Look at what they did, what happened this year and last year. He just torched them, right? So you want to go get these out, and the reason why they have to blitz a lot is because their edge rush presence is not really, really good. They have to blitz to get any pressure on the quarterback. So that when you see like uh, pressure rates or pass rush run rate. Yeah, they're going to be high, but that's because they blitz a lot. So Aziz Ajilari maybe help them retract from their blitzing rays. And I, I don't, I'd be very shocked if they went with this pick here. Yeah, so there's a lot going on there with Orlando Brown right now. Yeah. Um, and he might be traded. And so why not give the him Chargers. a <laughs> That would be a good fit for him. And so why not? There's a perfect right tackle on the board right now, Tevin Jenkins. I, he plays like a Baltimore Raven. He's a mauler. He's going to put dudes in the dirt. He's nasty. Uh, he's not a great athlete, but he really doesn't need to be in that scheme. Or, Orlando Brown's not a fantastic athlete either. Um, I think Tevin Jenkins just fits really nicely into that hole that Orlando Brown leaves, and you're going to be more than happy with that offensive line play with Ronnie Stanley and Tevin Jenkins. Yeah. Warner. Here we go. Um, so I, I got the uh, another offensive lineman off the board here. Um, Creed Humphrey, first interior offensive lineman here. Going to the Ravens, I think it makes too much sense. You need help at center, so draft a center. <laughs> Taking the best one available here. Um, give Lamar Jackson no excuses to not be able to throw outside the numbers. Yep. Oh, well, uh, I don't know about no excuses. All right, maybe uh, I think we could go one more speed round, pick 28. Uh, actually, you know, well, let's let's just save it. I don't want Zoom to be a jerk again. Because so we're gonna get part three, similar to our last mock draft. Um, you are listening and watching the Sports Town Lines mock draft 4.0 special featuring Nick Farbaugh, uh, draft insider and analyst for Pro Football Network. Uh, go check them out. You can actually do this while I'm using for our mock draft right now. Pro Football Network's mock draft. That's at Pro Football. ProFootballNetwork.com slash mock draft. This is an endorsement. So endorse us for Football Network. Uh, anyway, we'll see you guys in part three of today's episode. Welcome back to Sports Town Lines, the most authentic place of sports. This is part three of today's mock draft special featuring Nick Farbaugh. As you guys have heard for like 10 times now, uh, he, is the, he is the draft insider for Pro Football Network. Dot com. So go check him out on the work he does over there. Uh, we're going to wrap this episode up with uh, picks 28 through 32 and flip the table. We should get out of here. Uh, hopefully, but well, we better not need another uh, episode uh, part or whatever. But anyway, pick 28 here, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they're going to go for me defense here. Um, offensively, you like your offensive line. Obviously, you're, you're well more than pleased with Alvin Kamara. Wide receiver, I, uh, he could if he really wanted to. But I don't think that's as big of a need. Um, quarterback, I mean, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Kyle Trask. Yeah, you're getting, like, at best, Nick Foles. Um, so, 28 here. I had them taking David Collins, as you guys have already mentioned. Um, DeMario Davis is getting up there in age. He dropped in coverage, as Gary said. He could defend the run really well. Even like I think you had a mock to uh, Tennessee, I think, uh, Nick. And like you point out, he has some edge rusher traits in there as well, uh, so that 
he kind of fills two voids or not for the Saints in their case, but he can do more than one thing really for them. Yeah, I mean, I think that pick makes a lot of sense for them. I am going to go offense for them. Um, he's just sitting here. I'm just gonna, I'm going to take Rashad Bateman. Like I think as well. he makes he makes Michael so Thomas much sense. For them. Yeah, I just, I just think he makes so much sense for them. I mean, he's he's a good athlete, easy separator, kind of everything the Saints look for. John Payton looks for in a wide receiver, and they need another guy there with Michael Thomas. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is there, but again, how much longer is he going to play right. at a high level? You don't know. Um, so I think Rashad Bateman, at the very least, if Sanders continues to play well, you have three really good receivers for whoever the quarterback is, uh, whether that's Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, whoever. Um, you have Rashad Bateman there now. I like that pick. Yeah. You know, I, I actually just thought of this. I wouldn't hate Cam Newton in New Orleans. Um, I wouldn't hate it. But um, the Saints are going to take JOK, uh, linebacker out of Notre Dame. Not going to even try his name. Um, Mr. Jeremiah going number 28 overall. Jamari Davis is aging. Linebacker wouldn't hurt. Mr. Jeremiah. Uh, all right. Number 29, the Green Bay Packers are up here, and there is one obvious need for the Green Bay Packers, and that yeah, is – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Love jokes. Okay. No, I was going to say wide receiver. Actually. Oh, really? Jerk. What receiver is, still on the board for you? There is one big need here at wide receiver, and that is third-string quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> third string quarterback the Green Bay Packers it only makes sense we're gonna go take Kyle Trask here um and, and give Jordan Love a backup I'm joking Warner come back um all seriousness we're gonna take Asante Samuel Jr. now Kevin King can go bye-bye pair him up with uh Warner's never coming back pair him up with Jair Alexander <laughs> I was actually ready for you to say, like, Kadarius Tony, because I don't even think he's gone for you yet. You he's actually gone. got me excited, and then you just made another Jordan Love joke. He's gone, but, um, yeah, oh, it's okay. But, I don't even I, – I don't even I'm, – I'm locked Samuel to the Packers, too, but I thought you were going to say – yeah, I, I agree with you. Get Kevin King out of town. He can go play in some Seattle zone scheme, like the corner. He's not even that fast on the football field, so – Go ahead. So, so, yeah, I mean, they need a corner, like, bad. They probably could use two corners, actually, if you want to do a And slot. a quarterback. <laughs> but there's four corners off the board in my mock. So, if I want a corner here, I have to get a little spicy. But I don't because Kadarius Tony is on the board. So, okay. we're going to go Kadarius Tony. Um, I just think, you know, Aaron Rodgers makes – Aaron Rodgers needs weapons. Yes, he does. Carries Tony makes too much sense. He brings speed that they really don't have there uh, to complement uh, Devontae Adams. I just like the fit there, uh, especially with all the corners off the board. I think Carries Tony makes sense, and then they can get that corner in the second round in a pretty nice deep corner draft around that mark. MVS is pretty fast, but I don't hate. Oh uh, yeah, he he can fly. <laughs> You're not wrong. I don't hate it. You could put Tony in the slot. You could put Adams in the slot. It opens up so many possibilities for us. So I'm not I'm not angry about that. I had Asante Samuel, so. Oh, oh, okay. Same thing you said, Sean. All right. Pick pick 30. Buffalo Bills, uh, they're going to take Christian Barmore. The Ed Oliver experiment has not worked out at all. Uh, And this is unlike the situation 
with the Giants, for example, I said, eh, you spent a lot of capital. It's only been a year. Wait a little bit longer. It's been Buffalo, more than a year. Huh? It's been more than a year. It, it's, you got a good sample size now. And the Ed Oliver experiment is not working out. As you guys pointed out earlier, Christian Barmore helped that pass rush out. Solid run stopper. He's going to go up the boards. But right now, he is on the board here at 30. Buffalo, he's here. This is a no-brainer. So there's been a lot of smoke around running backs in Buffalo. So I, don't, he's I not, don't like that, though. Because Devin Singletary, he's not a bad guy. Zach Moss played well before he got hurt. See, he's he's not I, – I get what you mean, but I'm going off the smoke that's there and the fact that Najee Harris is on the board right now for me. And Najee Harris, yeah, I don't think – so. he, doesn't, he doesn't leave the top 32. It's a BPA pick. He's here. The tackles are kind of ridden. Uh, edges are – are gone. Barmore's off the board. You can take Najee Harris here because he probably is your best option at this point and just add to him an, an offense that, frankly, has been phenomenal um, with Josh Allen and those receivers. So adding a guy like Najee Harris, what are the possibilities? You, you know your offense is dynamic when you have two runners of the football who can run through you or jump over you. And I'm talking about Najee Harris and Josh Allen, of course. Um, <laughs> but I have Christian Barmore also going to the Bills. Um, I think it makes too much sense, and I actually think this will help out Ed Oliver. Um, now he was probably he was basically picked to be the next Aaron Donald, and once again, you never want to pick guys because they are similar to a great player. It, it, it usually doesn't work. Um, we saw that with Solomon Thomas too, trying to be the next Aaron Donald. But I think Barmore to the Bills would really help out Ed Oliver and almost double his effect that he would have if there was no, because Ed Oliver, I think, can still thrive and still be a good player. But if he has Barmore there, I mean, he's great. It's just, it's going to open things up so much more for him. And it's going to be Ed Oliver's spot uh, spot to lose is that second defensive back. Yeah. All right. Um, Sorry, I thought I was muted there. Uh, All right, pick 31 here. The Kansas City Chiefs, you're – Eric Fisher, he's really old now. I think he's like 34, and he just tore his Achilles. Um, so you're likely – you got you got the best out of him that you were ever going to get. And your goal is to protect Patrick Mahomes, especially after whatever the heck we just watched in the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago. You go get offensive linemen. I think he was both off the boards. Actually, I know it's off Nick's board. I'm not sure if he's off Warner's board yet. But Taven Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State, plug him in. I just like him as a pass protector a lot better than Jalen Mayfield, who's also off of your board, I believe, Nick, as well. So I just like this fit a lot more. Um, so I'm going to go Taven Jenkins, Oklahoma State to Kansas City. So I'm going to go offensive line. I'm going to go in the interior here, Creed Humphrey. Um, I they, they could use a center, man. Like Austin Ryder, he just, he's unspectacular at best. And they, we we talk about the injuries they had along that line, but a lot of those guys were there um, for most of the season. And center – It was really just the tackles that were gone. Yeah, exactly. That interior of the line was a problem all year for Patrick They, they, were, missing, um, they were missing their terror. guard, Duvernay Tardif. Tardif, Opted out to be a doctor. Yeah, he did. He opted out there. And, you know, he was – even before he opted out, he was average, okay – you know, he's not going to fix all the problems. So you get a center like Creed Humphrey in there, get a guy super smart, very solid. I think that'll be a very nice help to Kansas City on the interior of the line. 
Yeah. Um, so for Kansas City, um, I went in a similar direction to both of you. Um, they desperately need tackle help. So I had them taking Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. Um, everything everything you, you said, um, just good all around prospect. And um, it's, I mean, it's, it's just staring me in the face. You've got an aging guy, Eric Fisher. Is Jenkins off the board for you? What's that? Is Taven Jenkins off the board for you? For me? I believe so. For Warner. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He went number 23 to uh, New York Jets. Okay. So uh, Jalen Mayfield here at 31, going to the Chiefs. Um, it was between him and another guy who's actually being picked next, who Sean's probably going to be shocked at. Um, he had him going off the board way earlier. But solidify the uh, offensive line and get ready to make another run at it. Okay, now I'm nervous. I think I know who this guy is. Oh, my God, Warner. Oh. Offense or defense? Offense. You probably do. Number 32, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's a few different options you can go with here, but, I mean, it, it, yeah, you know, they have free agents, David, Barrett, uh, Godwin. I feel like I'm in somebody, A.B. I think they at the very least get back uh, – David and Barrett, I think they get back what kind of got them there to the Super Bowl and those two guys. I'm going to go offense here. Uh, your running back situation with a team like this that's just loaded, I think you can more than uh, – uh, what's the word? Explain this pick, and this pick is Travis Etienne. Um, give Tom Brady a guy that he can, run, that he can hand the ball off to, run the football well. Uh, pass catch out of the backfield where he's going to do those dink and dunks and you still have picks like you want to get I guess you could say tackle I believe they're left tackle wait worse of us that's the right tackle no left, left tackle is worse okay so yeah right tackle right tackle is uh Dotson maybe yeah Dotson yeah Dotson I think he's a free agent so you could replace him in the second round potentially uh or in free agency as well so uh Travis Etienne is going to end out my mock draft yeah, so my final one, it's the, it's a value pick. Even if Shaq Bear comes back, it makes sense here. Joseph Ostia, Texas. He's on the board still. Oh. If you get him, oh my it makes too much sense. They need that. They can have a great rotational pass rush presence there. Osai makes a little too much sense at 32 if he's on the board. That's crazy. Any guesses for my Christian uh, Derisaw? Darisol? No, here he went. Oh, he did? Okay, never mind. I'm happy now. Leatherwood. No. Hmm. Eichenberg? Huh? Eichenberg? You are guessing all the wrong offensive linemen. Elijah Barrett Tucker. Oh, uh, to the Bucks. He has not gone yet. Um, he was a late late first in my draft as well. I've been going Travis Etienne pretty much through and through ever since my first one. So I decided to switch it up a little bit. Uh, Elijah Barrett Tucker going to just make that Bucks offensive line just that much better. You're going to spend back-to-back first-round picks on offensive tackles, and you're going to be set four years. Now you just got to figure out how long Tom Brady wants to play. Um, to wrap up our mock draft, though, as Sean slowly walks off, um, not wanting Tom Brady to win another Super Bowl. Great thanks to um, Nick for joining us today. They didn't even do flip uh, the table. That's why you can't ever host. All right, Warner, explain flip the table right quick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so uh, flip the table is the second we do. Uh, I did completely forget about it. We do with our guests. Um, it's your turn to 
uh, flip around the table and, and ask us any question about life, sports, the show, whatever you want. Um, so, Nick, flip the table. All right, guys. Um, so I noticed that this guy wasn't in your mocks. Um, he wasn't in mine either, but Jalen Phillips is kind of an enigma in this draft, like super talented, but there are questions. Do you guys think he could sneak into the first round despite all these talented edges? Um, let's see. I think, I think he could if a team is really desperate for an edge player or if the Raiders are the Raiders, um, then, then they grab a guy like that. But um, I think actually there's, there's, there's always the teams that want to take a shot at that. Yeah. Just the, the guy who just blows everything off the charts. Um, but then again, we saw, you know, I don't know, DK Metcalf. He went in the second round to Seattle because yeah. um, of his three cone time. No, but because of that neck injury. So I think he could, but I think it would be towards the later first round. But, but, I think it's all because usually the teams that pick to the later first round are smart teams that have good GMs and make good draft picks. So they're good, um, which would lean to me thinking no, but um, it would happen to the later first round as well. I think there's a couple teams, could, like you mentioned the Colts earlier. If Darisaw is gone at 21 and they don't trade up because they don't want to spend any more draft capital that they might not have next year, but again, win now mode, um, the Colts could give them extra edge rusher help. Um, I think the Browns could. I actually would not be surprised at all if Cleveland did that, um, to give a, a running mate to uh, Miles Garrett, which is another area which they really need help at, pass rush, and then the back seven outside of maybe Denzel Ward. I've said all year long it's really Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, and nobody else on that defense, and, and maybe Buffalo as well. For a similar reason I mentioned earlier, they need pass rush help, and you can't blitz Patrick Mahomes. So probably those three in the first round anyway. Makes sense to me. So we in this mock, we had we all had five quarterbacks going in the first round, but there's that sixth guy there. We talked about him joking-wise, Kyle Trask. I think we all agree that dude is not very good at the game of football, but I, I think he's going to be a day-two pick. I, I think yeah, – I've, I've said it before. I think he's oh, – I've said before, I think he's SEC Mason Rudolph. And I don't I don't think there's any better comp for him than Mason Rudolph. I just don't know where the hell he's going to land. Like, where do we think he would land? It's, it's got to be a desperate team, man, that they were like, dang, I thought we were going to be able to get Mac Jones later on in the first. We can't now. Why would we pass on a quarterback? Um, Maybe a Chicago in the second round. Um, a- that would be such a Chicago pick. Uh, uh, if New Orleans is like feeling, uh, maybe in New Orleans in the second round, like late second round, yeah, that that's probably the bigger question. It's not when he's going to go because I think every like person who's following the draft and is evaluating players, they know he's not going to go in the first round. But it's more like we know he's probably a day two guy, but it's where is he going to go? So, yeah. He, they've shown a propensity to do it in the past. He could be a patriot. Hey, especially they I, don't I, go I, Mac Jones. Say, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be good. But I think there's definitely a possibility that he turns out to be a really good quarterback in New England. But the pocket passers now have to get the. I mean, the reason why Peyton Manning was so good is because he basically knew what was going to happen five plays in advance. Um. So, and that's why I mean, Mac Jones, I think. Uh, 
can develop well, especially in New England. So, yeah, if, if New England doesn't go quarterback in the first round, I definitely like that fit in New England in the second round. Yeah, man. Um, I, I do like a few fits for him. Um, the, the other thing about this draft that's really interesting to me are these running backs outside of ETN and, and, and Najee. I'm certain you guys have watched a few of them. Do you guys prefer Michael Carter or Javante Williams? I haven't evaluated the North Carolina running back, so I will say there is a running back after the Senior Bowl that I really liked as like a day, a late day two, early day three, so like late third, early fourth round. Demetric Felton, uh, running back from UCLA as that hybrid back, really solid. He's a really good route runner. There's a couple of those uh, – drills where he just murders the linebackers in coverage. I mean, such the linebacker because it's man-to-man coverage, so it's kind of harder, but he just great route runner out of the backfield, so that's one of the guys, one of the running backs I have my eyes on for sure. Yeah, somebody who I really am curious about is Chuba Hubbard. I mean, he I I don't think he played last year, um, and he had a really good sophomore season. No, he played this past year. He just didn't perform. Well. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He didn't. He didn't. What sucks for him because he's he's probably running back one if he declares in last year's draft. Yeah, so I, I'm really I'm curious to see which which Chuba Hubbard we get. Um, if he impresses during his pro day, then I think he could be a, a second round pick. If he doesn't, I think he's going to slide into the fifth or the sixth round. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that. I think he's going to be a midday three guy. Um, let's let's do a general question, guys. Who is your favorite athlete? Not just football player, athlete. I, I I don't know. I have a favorite football player and a favorite baseball player. Yeah, because he, he I don't really he have a favorite basketball. basketball player. Um, <laughs> but I I think my favorite football player is is Aaron Rodgers. Just um. He's he's a he's a funny guy. You know, I'm a fun guy. Um, but but um, just the way he plays the game and the way he carries himself outside of it, um, and and coming from you know his childhood all the way to how how he is now, um, is is just he's one of my favorite athletes. And then in baseball, Tim Anderson. I just love the way he plays. Um, he's a, he's a great player, um, and he is he is fun. For me, obviously. Favorite players from my favorite team, LeBron in basketball. I mean, Justin Herbert, I guess, from football. I don't really have a favorite football player. Favorite team, obviously, Chargers. And don't really have a favorite. Chargers don't have any good football players. What? <laughs> Jordan Love. Jordan Love's your favorite player? Oh, hey, thanks for the support, man. Um, no. Be asking around for teams that want to trade a first-round pick plus one. Man, uh, I want to – this one is is a uh, for Warner. What the heck? Because uh, I'm very curious. What was your reaction when you saw Jordan Love get picked in real time? <laughs> you know, I I didn't hate the pick. I I didn't hate it. It's just what they did after that, specifically yeah. Josiah DeGuara. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't I didn't hate it. I think um, worst case scenario, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. He can come in. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has to retire early. He can come in. Um, or, you know, one of your division rivals wants to grab him or somebody wants to grab him and you take him from him and then sell higher. 
later on. I think they should be looking to trade him because Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to show any signs of slowing down. And you can always grab a quarterback in the mid twenties um, in future years. But over a wide receiver, right? I I didn't hate the pick. I just hated what they did. Although the AJ Dillon pick is looking really really smart now, um, with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones both likely to be gone. So that's looking really smart. But um, why are you picking a fullback in the third round? That's my question. And then he tore his ACL. He didn't even do anything. Like, come on now. Yeah, I I don't know who takes a fullback in the third round unless unless Lafleur was envisioning him to be huge Kyle Juszczyk, um, which I guess is possible. He's from that tree. Yeah, but um, uh, but is Kyle Juszczyk worth the third round pick? Uh, and, see, see, here's a here's a question: If you were if you were the Ravens and somebody offered you a deal for Justin Tucker, what would the deal have to be for you to trade him? That's a really weird thing, you know. Like first round pick, would you trade him? Because you're not going to draft a kicker in the first round, but you're not going to just going to give up the best kicker for a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick. Yeah, that's a that's that would be that would be so interesting if team trade for Justin Tucker. If they were willing to give up a first, I mean, you do it every day. Oh yeah, first or a I don't kicker. care. It's a kicker, like it's a kicker, dude. Like I, I'm taking that first round pick. I can, you know, if if I need a quarterback or, or whatever if I, I want to surround Lamar with weapons if they offer you a fourth round pick do you take it probably not um just because Tucker is literally probably the best kicker to ever play yeah. based on what we've seen he's still in um, prime for a kicker it's just I, I, I don't know because so like first obviously f- anything on day two uh probably you take it because you know, Justin Tucker is a kicker. Again, it, it, he's a kicker. Like, you that you can only be so valuable as a kicker. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's kind of the thing. Like, when Al Davis took Sebastian Janikowski in the first round, like, <laughs> like what? Or or uh, the, the Bucks trading up for Aguayo was, was oh still one of my, my favorite goodness. moments. <laughs> Trading up in the second round for a kicker is still one of the funniest things I think I've had. I've seen that, that makes me want to put men's uh, draft logic to the test and make like a 99 overall kicker in, in a draft class and see if he goes number one overall. And, uh, <laughs> it's just hilarious, man. But yeah, yes, yeah. those are the questions you got to be asking as a GM. But thank you so much for joining us, Nick. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was really fun doing this mock draft. Um, Disagree with Sean. I don't know why he hated my trade lands pick so much, but it is what it is. I like exploring alternate universes in these mock drafts. All right. Anyway, thanks, Nick. Heath, to our audience where they can find you on Twitter and your work, obviously. Yeah, so people can find me on Twitter at Farabaugh, F-B-F-A-R-A-B-A-U-G-H-F-B. And then you can find all my draft work on Pro Football Network. And again, check out our mock draft simulator. We update those rankings weekly. We make sure we stay on top of everything. Scouting reports, consensus, people are all coming later this month. So we're bringing Ooh. out a lot of stuff soon. I got a question for you. Is Quiddy Pay still going to be ranked number 11? <laughs> <laughs> so probably not. I'll say that. We've discussed that. We don't really – we're, we're going to overhaul tackle rankings, edge rankings, and a lot okay. more. So, okay. So. A little spoiler. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, water was like, oh my god, 
Will there, be a, will there be a kicker in your first round? That's the that's the that's <laughs> Hopefully not. We're not putting on. Sebastian Janikowski. Kicker ranked uh, 75th in, in the uh, consensus oh, board. <laughs> yeah, that, we that's... will hopefully not have a kicker that high. I think the highest we have a kicker is like 420 right now. So that's probably going to be All right. Anyway, Nick, thank you as always. Thank you guys for watching and li- well, listening to the most authentic place of sports, the Sports Headlines podcast. Have a great day. We'll be back next week with some more content and special guests joining us. See you guys next week.